Hey everybody, welcome to Down to Funko. Today we have a slightly different episode. Um, we're fortunate enough here um, to have a customizer, fairly um, successful customizer, very successful customizer. I don't know about that. Well enough customizer? Meh customizer? Anyway. Pretty much meh. Let your opinions uh, do for yourself. But... <laughs> Really wanted, uh, we've had a lot of requests from people on doing a customizer episode, uh, really just to kind of talk about the process, the things, um, what it's like, uh, materials they use, et cetera, et cetera. So, anyway, let me introduce Christina Cooper. Hello, hello. AKA Funko Boss. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> not That's even good. close, not even close. No, no. And Fernando is here with us again. <laughs> No Seth or Robbie today. No, I think Robbie's at another card convention. Yeah, but Seth is at a at an LDS Star Wars convention. <laughs> Not that bad. It's in Nephi, what? Utah. So that's nice. I, I'm very interested in what happens there. All right, let's jump right into it. Um, I have a lot of questions. I know Fernando has a lot of questions. Um, so you know what? Let's just kick off. How did you? Start becoming a, a Funko customizer? Um, well, it kind of just sort of evolved on its own. Um, it started because Damien wanted a Compound Hulk, and at the time, we didn't want to shell out the cash for a, co- a real Compound Boy, Hulk. Boy, times have a changed. Oh, I know. <laughs> don't, I, bucks, I don't probably. know. It was like no. 50 bucks or 70 bucks or something like that. that it much. No, 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 no. no. So that ship has sailed. So I took uh, one of the, not the comic book one. I guess it would have the, been the original, like from the original uh, Hulk movie I or think it, Avengers I think it was movie from or whatever. Avengers: yeah. Age of Ultron. Yeah, it was the Hulk from that one. Yeah. Um, and I made him metallic and sparkly and compound. I still have it. Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. It was in a box. Well, I have removed. Yeah. Yes, but yes, yeah, so that that was my first one, and then it sort of just kind of evolved from there. I started posting a couple um, finished projects on social media, Facebook and Instagram mostly, and uh, and then eventually people started asking me to make things that they wanted. What was your first commission? First commission was uh, a Spider Man from the what was it this the, from the sixties? You remember mm. that one? Yes. I, I don't remember the exact year, but it was it was a Spider Man that had like these like chrome eyes and a little utility belt. It was kinda cool. Yeah. And you also pretty but, close was the Doctor Who one too. Well right? the the Dalek I made for myself and but it was the first one that I sold. Right. Okay. Fair enough. It took off pretty fast, huh? Uh yeah. I haven't even had a chance to remake that Dalek for myself. So what is, what is kind of the, the, uh, the evolution? Uh, what would you say you learned the most throughout the years if you were to go back? Uh, just refining techniques. I mean, and, and deciding or finding new and better products to use. Like, for example, um, when, we, when I first started out, I used whatever was cheap for, for clay. And I quickly found that using air-dry clays and stuff was not a great shortcut it, it 
they would dry and then they would shrink a little and crack and fall off. So then you'd end up having to glue them back on and then you'd have seams and it was just not a great medium. So I then started trying out different different types of clays like the epoxies, which is like a two-part compound that you have to mix and then it Did you already know how to sculpt? Uh, I mean, I've been fairly artistic most of my life. I, I loved art class in high school and I loved mixed media sculpting and stuff like that. So it kind of, I mean, I wasn't doing it actively before do, before I started customizing, but it was a skill set I sort of already had. But I've learned a lot as I, just through trial and error. Very nice. So you, t- you touched on a little bit about materials. What are your favorite materials to use now? Like, if, what's your top clay? Um, I would say the most, the one I use the most is Super Sculpey because I find that it's um, fairly forgiving. Um, you can work with it forever um, until you, it won't cure without you having, like, physically baking it or heating it so that you can continue to mess with it until you're happy. You can also bake it in stages. So if you um, do one layer and you don't want to, like, stick your thumb in it, <laughs> while you're trying to sculpt another part, you can bake each piece and then do another layer over top, which is kind of nice. Do you bake it, then you stick it on? No. You don't bake it? I bake it after it's on the vinyl. The vinyl can go in the, in the oven. And does it melt? No. It's because the the clay is baked at a relatively low temperature. I think it's like 275 or something. So it's not... The, the vinyl gets very soft and gets very pliable. <clears throat> But I've never had a whole lot of issue with it um, melting, per se. I, sometimes it'll kind of warp the neck pegs a little bit. So, but it's nothing that's that big of a deal. What are your uh, favorite types of customs to make? Uh, I love making Freddy's. Doing different variations of Freddy Funko. He's kind of cool. Um... And I like doing Doctor Who stuff for selfish reasons. Um, is what you're making right now a Freddy or not a Freddy? It is not a Freddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, just I, I like challenging myself. So if somebody comes to me with an idea that is something that I've never done before and that I have to, you know, work out a new solution, it, it, that's fun for me, trying to figure out something new. What do you hate making? What I hate. What types of things get kind of old for you? Or won't, won't, won't you make? I won't remake anything that Funko has made. I won't do copies of things, and I won't do... I try to stay away from doing things that I know other customizers are, like, that's their kind of niche. Um, the glitter ones or the... Yeah, I will glitter. Gold, gold spray painted one. <laughs> glitter again. I, I actually have a friend uh, named Samantha who um, does glitter like phenomenally, and I have zero interest in um, covering my house with glitter. So I will leave that to oh, she's really the good. professionals. Samantha, that's, uh, Seth's wife, right? No, no. Samantha Reedy. Oh, Karen pop, does that pop too. Pop glitter customs. Yes, Karen has done a few glitter ones just too, and they turned glitter. out very. No, well, no, I've just never. I don't have any of hers. Oh. Sam, I've known for a few years. I've bought a few of her customs over the years. Again, uh, but but I, I don't have the patience for it. But yeah. I agree with you. I, I I think it's really good not to 
I don't like it when I see people make copies of things. Yeah. I mean, there's like no the point Vegeta. in it. Yeah, I mean, other, I mean, you can make versions of it, but it has to be very different. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen that. Before. The closest I've done, I've done, I did a um, a Freddy Joker, but I changed a lot, like a lot of the colors. It's like his hair was a lot darker. His crown was uh, purple instead of what's the original one? I don't even know, silver or something like that, gold. But it turns out. That's a kind of a funny story because the person you made it for was definitely trying to get it to be exact and he refused to. Yes. And then, knowing if you were to play that out, probably would have tried to sell it. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But that's the well, whole that's reason. Why you don't do it, yeah. the, the whole reason I don't make replicas is because I don't, I don't want to be responsible for somebody else getting duped down the road. But sometimes Funko will replicate your customs. No. The Flog, the flog Panther? <laughs> well, I'll get to that. I'll get to that in a second. Why are you so opposed to making U2 customs? <laughs> wow, I've been on the list for three years. <laughs> I've even offered to do a down payment. <laughs> uh, Fernando, it's honestly because you're too nice and you don't bug me <laughs> enough. Nice. Yes, you don't bug me enough. I can't bug you. See, that's why. Because that, it, it does it falls off the radar a little bit with what everything else that's going on. Uh, like I can't even take official customs right now because I just have with I don't know. <laughs> no, it's true, and she's too nice. I mean, because she'll be completely booked, but like certain people will ask, and she'll find a way. Like you know, if it's for like special events or people's weddings, or I don't know, weddings. I have. A, do you like, I do you have like a, doing the wedding customs? I have a love hate relationship with the wedding customs. I do enjoy doing them. It's an honor to be a part of somebody's special day, but the details can be so tedious. <laughs> There's a lot of back and forth in those wedding ones. People yes, are very people. A, a lot of people are very particular, and they need to be just right, and hairstyles are not tattoos normal. Everything, colors, tattoos, hair. It's mostly like the the updos and the wedding dresses. It's honestly the brides are a hundred times harder to make than the the grooms. The grooms are just dudes in suits, right? It's not that hard to do to to. I mean, throw a boutonniere. On a on a suited pop. No, yeah, absolutely. I think you're making a set now, right? I need to start. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, so okay. All that being said, you have anything to? How long does it usually take you to make one figure? If I have nothing else to do in like my personal life, <laughs> it will take me between one and three days, start to finish. That so, but that doesn't mean as soon as you order it, it's done in one in three days. It's a no, queue. it means if I have nothing else in my waiting list and if I have, you know, my kitchen's clean, my kids are, <laughs> the laundry's done, the kids are <laughs> at school. Um, yeah. So it, I, I don't have to go get groceries that day. Like, <laughs> I, need, I need a couple of days of sitting at mm-hmm. my desk, nothing else. Like that right there. That's not even done. Those have taken me two days already. So, and a I know lot there's of, twelve of them, but they're all the same. Boxes for them. Yes. Yes. Sometimes. How did Damien get involved in the box making for your customs? Well, what? Well, because people wanted them. It's actually kind of a funny story too. So I started making the boxes because people wanted boxes, and I was, and I like, and typically when Christina gets into something, I try to support it. And be involved as well. Like, I really like to kind of help out and be involved as part of, you know, we're, we're kind of partners in all parts of our life, right? So 
I'm not going to sculpt anything. I'm not going to paint anything. I tried once. I have one custom I made. One. Mm-hmm. It's on. It's over there. It's pretty damn good for your one and only custom. Using paper clay too. Oh yeah, you refuse to use the better clay. I refuse to waste. I, I refuse to waste the good stuff Proper. on me. Right. Well, I probably should have. But you really should have. <laughs> really should. But it's not bad considering it was my only custom I've ever done. But where I can help is I know graphic design and and. And I'm more technical. So for me, even my approach to customs is a lot more technical. Like, how can I tape off areas? And how do I make a mechanism to ensure that it's flawless? And so the boxes were perfect for me because I can, I would obsess about the material, the thickness of the plastic, the thickness of the cardboard, the gloss it would be. And I remember the, um, matter of fact, when we first started making boxes, they're pretty garbage. <laughs> well, it took us a while to find the right paper because so the first ones were on like matte paper, so it doesn't. Yeah, it like doesn't look there's right. there's a there's a box maker right now. I think he's the best box maker in the world, and the, and they're garbage because they look like the ones I first made like three years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, not I'm not gonna mention any names, but it's just I see it, and that that's the kind of stuff I notice. And for me, I'm really particular about logos and font size and layout and thickness of the borders and, and using everything. using the correct fonts. And using the correct fonts. And I see so many boxes out there where people just don't do that right. They just don't. And so I get pretty obsessive about that, those types of details. Um, so it took me a few rounds. It probably took me about four months to find the right materials, the right printing ability. I bought a printer, found a printer at the office. That's where I kind of want it. I have a couple of tricks up my sleeve of how I got it all together to get the right thickness and the right paper medium. I was so done with that whole, whole process. I was like, no, no, we, we're they're good enough. They're good enough. They're good enough. Yeah, and you're like, no. no, they're not. Matter of fact, some people that I sold boxes to early on, I sent them new ones oh, really? for free because I felt bad at how bad they were when they bought them. And we were always really cheap because I have a hard time charging a lot for things. I'm still that way. I mean, I charge like $25 for a box, but if you go ask like the aforementioned person I talked about, it's going to be 40 bucks minimum, right? So I probably should charge a lot more, but we don't really do boxes anymore. We did such a, let's put it this way. We did such a good job at boxes that Funko asked us to stop. Yes. Is that really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. True story. So now like, we'll still make boxes for our customs, but we don't put the, the pop branding on it. Because right. we're 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 not supposed to use the, the uh, one. yeah we're not supposed to use the Funko branding because that way it can't be mistaken for yeah really? I was buying sheets of plastic from a manufacturer and cutting st- the windows we still I still do them. that yeah we still have them and so anyway we got pretty good at it um they were and really I only got into boxes for her and then I had one friend of mine <laughs> then I started doing more boxes than customs yeah you want to know why my backlog is so long. We try a lot try, of, cut, try cutting 30 boxes in a week. Yeah, at one point, <laughs> on the bottom, you put it's a replica. Yeah, true. at the bottom, same thing. So yes. even though we would make remake boxes for people because we were making what we call display boxes, which is if you had something out of box and you wanted to display it with the rest of your collection, that made sense. It made sense to me to help people out with that. I would never do that because I would know that it's not a real box, but we did help people out with that. But we would always put... Um, comments on it and there's like four or five things that we did to ensure that you knew it was a fake box one i never did the color inside the box the same color as a real box it was always yeah, we white. Had white glossy interior white glossy interior so right off the bat if you looked at it closely you know it's it's obviously a made box then on the bottom we would put a, a statement that says it's replica on the bottom you wouldn't believe how many people would ask us to change all those things to try to get us to make a real one? A Counterfeit. Real one. Like, how much to do it this way? And it's like, like we're we'll not, pay you more money no, if you do this. I'm like, well, I won't do it. There this, is no price not, for This that. isn't my... You got to remember, with the customs and the boxes, like, none of this is our income. This is purely a hobby. 
and I treat it as such. And I have some friends that I'll still help out here and there, but... Well, again, the reason we had those differences was not because it was, we were cutting corners or whatever. It is purposeful to prevent people from getting swindled down the road. So, Which I always was laughing about because if you're really a big Funko collector, whether you're getting a repainted, like even the custom pops, like there's ways to know they're real or fake. Um, same with boxes. But we still did it because you want to make it really obvious for people. Because the, the casual collector, the one they're going to throw money, they're not going to find out until it's too late. Yeah. Like if you see pictures on eBay, you're going to buy it. Like there was a guy when I first started making boxes that was painting metallics, like Chase Batgirls and stuff like that and selling them. Um, he got kicked pretty quickly, but they found out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But he sold a few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. So we stay away from that stuff. That Yeah, I would never do that just because my reputation is worth more than... The what, yeah. seventy dollars I would get for a repaint, like, no, it's not worth my time or my effort or my name. So, what is it like? Um, so, last couple of years, you've entered the Fun Days competition. Yes. Why don't you tell us about your entries there and your experiences? Um, well, two years ago, I entered with my uh, with Rock Candy Customs. I made. Um, some of the girls of Young Justice. Um, And I felt like going with Rock Candy was just something that nobody else would be doing. And I was correct. (laughs) (laughs) And I still have them. I love them. Um, My favorite one out of that set was probably uh, Artemis. That was a good one. Yeah. and um, It's my favorite. We made a video about those. Yeah, we did. We showed them a video. Yeah, and they uh, they placed what fifth? Yeah, overall. Yeah, so not too bad for my first showing. Not bad at all. And then a lot of competition. There was a lot of competition, a lot of, a lot of great entries. And then last year they changed the way they did the competition, so there was anybody that had won a trophy in previous years, which would have my fifth place qualified for that, um, was entered in one category, which is the varsity, right? Varsity category. And then anybody who was entering the, for their first time, or if they had not placed any previous years, they would be in the general, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it at the moment. They went with college or with school levels, but freshman, is that the word? Some, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I, I don't remember, but anyway, so it was, it was a separate category. Um, which honestly, there were some phenomenal entries in that category that I, if they'd been in my category, I don't know that I would have won, but, um, so yeah, I, uh, I placed first in, in the varsity category, which was kind of amazing. I totally did not see it coming. I hundred percent thought Crafty was going to win this year, that last year, but. You did good stuff too. I mean, he was third or second. I think his was his his was the was labyrinth. Yeah, the I Not love Lucy the, was the other guy. Yeah, there's <clears throat> yes. He was I love Lucy and it wasn't labyrinth. What was it? What was it? I don't know. It was one of those eighties. Right. Like Either way, yeah, you won first cult. place, so you were so yes. right now you're reigning champion with I'm, the Nintendo ones. Yes, with the Nintendo I ones. did. Uh, I did Super Smash Bros. So I wanted to be able to do various Nintendo characters. So I went with um, Super Smash Bros. Fe- theme. That way, I could pick and choose which characters I wanted to do. I had a six-inch Bowser, a six-inch Donkey Kong, 
Um, Mario in a fire suit. Uh, Samus. Um, Captain Olimar. And Fire. Yeah, the Star Fox. The Bowser was pretty cool. Bowser was the best. Bowser was my favorite. Best looking for me. You think uh, Samus or the... uh, Samus was... My second favorite, I think. Or, or actually, I liked Olimar a lot. Actually, I liked Olimar a lot. It was just so well done. Um, it was really cool to be there too. So, I, you know, obviously we're at fun days, and when we didn't expect it, it was reading off. I was like, wow, she didn't even get placed because they read like the uh, from last to first. Yeah, so they were like, hey, third place, second place. I'm like, great. So somebody out of nowhere is going to win, and it well, wasn't no, Crofty. And the they, other they didn't. No, they didn't read them by place they just said these are the the three people in the finals oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they read the winner but i happened to be the third one that they read in the finals that's right so i was like oh i didn't wow so third place good that's awesome i mean you know yeah. that's well, they named her the winning and actually brian mariotti said nintendo i hope you're watching because mm-hmm. this is the type of stuff that's capable and she should and these are the people that should be working at funko it was pretty cool yeah the whole place exploded. It was awesome. It was a great. I don't remember exactly what he said. Well, actually, I was, if you read I my... was like screaming at the top of my lungs. Yeah, I could we, we were jumping up and down, oh, yeah. hugging. It was like, yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was a pretty good experience. And matter of fact, if you read my uh, a couple of weeks ago, I won Fanatic of the Week. Fanatic of the Week. And then, uh, the week. and if you read, well, I, I'm not not to brag about that. It doesn't, you know, it's just <laughs> you enter and you press and win. Not, not yet. Um, I think you will. I think they're just a little bit behind in... But if you read my interview on there, it says it was my favorite Funko moment. It was actually that moment at Fun Days last year when she won. First, well, you know, you, you work really hard. I, I don't know. I'm speaking for her now, but you work really hard at a craft. It's great to be, you know, recognized, recognized for it. You know, I mean, she does, she does great. I mean, she does really great work. If you look at her stuff, um, I think they're so... Obviously, a lot of people, as much as they want to know about your journey and, you know, how great you are at a customizer... I believe a lot of people want to know um, they're trying to get into customizing themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know there's like, even here in Utah, there's a lot of people that do customs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> you just start laughing. Uh, Why they do? Yeah. There's a group. So, what would you, what would be tips to the first time customizer or just starting out? Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It, it's a very broad question. <laughs> Um, again, uh, for, for clays, my, my preferred one is super scalpy. I do like that. I can mess with it until I'm ready to put, to bake it. Uh, there are times when I, I'm using other things. Like if you're using a resin base or if you're using the, the retro Freddy's, you can't bake those because they're not vinyl. They're like a plastic, they will melt and they will warp. Yes. So on those ones, you have to use like the two-part epoxies, which is epoxy sculpt or magic sculpt or whatever. And those ones are a little bit different because you have to, you can use water to smooth them, whereas the other one you can't. I mean, there's there's differences. You just, as far as sculpting material, my biggest tip is just to buy a few different things, invest a little bit of money, and just try them. Mess around with them and see what works best for you and what you what your what works best for your preferences. Um don't forget to sand things. Sanding is very important, especially the seams where the clay meets the vinyl because you don't want big lines. It or just keeps getting bigger and bigger, right? You can't you're not going to cover it in paint. No, if it, if there's a seam, you're going to see it. You just need to you need to sand it until there's no more seam. Um paint, what kind of paint? 
paints. I do not invest a lot of money in paints. I use whatever is cheap and whatever color I like as far uh, for whatever project I'm doing. Um, I use a variety of different brands of like craft store acrylic paints. So, how about uh, applying paints? Is there any tricks to that? Definitely dilute the paint. That is the number one tip for that. So you add a little bit of water, almost, honestly, like almost 50% water. That much? It's a, it's a lot more than you would think. So I usually just wet my brush, put it in into the, like get a bunch of water in, in with the paint and make sure it's mixed thoroughly. And then you're just going to do about a billion very thin layers of paint. And what that does is it... Um, it makes it so that you don't get the brush strokes. You don't get lumps or clumps or bumps or whatever. What's the best uh, spray paint to paint pops gold? I have no idea. You know? I don't spray paint pops. Why not? Because I don't like spray paint. I don't even I don't even like primer. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. Primer or no primer it seems to be like a big uh Again, I read online somebody told me that any good customizer uses primer. I think it's No, all... per- that person has never won anything. I don't like Funko Boss's customs. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> she got me kicked out of a group. Um, so, yeah, I'm not even. No comment. Um, so no for for primer. Uh, you either love it or you hate it. There are lots of people that swear by it. Generally, I think it's a step that can be overlooked. Um, the only mean passed over, not yes, done. Yeah, not overlooked. I don't. I don't generally use primer. The only time I usually use primer is on the wedding customs, like for the brides, just because white is the worst for covering. Well, one, it doesn't cover uh, uh, the underneath colors very well, but also white does get very clumpy fast. So you don't want to have to do 50 million layers of white because it will get streaky and brush strokey. And that's really... It's bad. The, the thing that dress. we, especially on a wedding dress, I mean, we're trying to avoid that. You want a nice smooth finish. So most of the time I'll suck it up and use a primer. So pricing, I mean, that's got to be really hard to do. What do you typically try to price your stuff at? That, I, I try to keep them fairly low and fairly inexpensive because it's not my income. I do this for fun. Um... So I'll usually take into consideration that most pop, most customs require two pops to be purchased for a base, right? So a head and a body that I'm going to start with. And then there's, depending on how much time I'm going to need to spend sculpting, that's Shaping, factored in. Posing. Yeah, exactly. That, that come, that'll up the price a little bit. But usually mine are between $70 and $100. If it's like a six inch or if it's something that requires a ridiculous amount of sculpting, it might go a little higher. With box included? Yeah. Yeah, which, by the way, that's usually the hardest part to get is the box for me because I'm much busier than she is. (laughs) It's true. There are times that I'll have finished customs sitting on my desk for months waiting for a box. (laughs) People have to be very patient. Um, and they usually are. Uh, Actually, that's speaking of which, you have a couple you need to design. <laughs> that's right. Speaking of which, I do. Who designed your logo, Damien? Uh, no. 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 Um, he's changed his name on Instagram. I don't remember what it is now. He now works for Funko South. Oh, he does? Yes. So he designs T-shirts now. Yep. Basically, that's what Funko South does. Well, cereal too, I think. They do a lot of They designs. do a lot of the graphics. Yeah. A lot of the graphics and stuff down there. Yeah. Yeah. No. 
Very nice guy. Yep. He did a lot of the, um, for a long time, he was doing a ton of posts about... It was the what if pop verse. What that's if pop it. Yeah, that, that's it. He used to do what if pop verse. So he'd make like new characters. Now it's like time. what if Acorn or something. Yeah, because he's probably not doing that anymore. <laughs> no, he's not a lot. He, he had to change his name because, because he started working for Funko. <laughs> oh, makes sense. Good for him. Yes, now so, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, when we got a logo out of it, it's pretty nice. So a couple of questions on the other side of it, right? So do you have any, uh, so the community, how's the community for customizers generally? There's, there's like two communities. There's like, I think there, there are a lot of customizers that are awesome that, um, communicate with each other, that help each other on a regular basis. Like I, there's one Facebook group that I'm a part of that's basically all just customizers. It's not really for customers and they all like, they'll, they'll be like, they'll show pictures of what they're trying to make and they'll be like, any suggestions for hairstyle or base body or whatever. And they'll. Everybody is pretty helpful. I've seen lots of uh, tutorial videos and lots of awesome information. But then there are a few kind of bad eggs that are more about their ego than about anything else. That, you know, don't want to tell anybody anything, that are rude to anybody that has anything to say. So on on that side of it, what are pet peeves of that kind of stuff on that side of the community? I don't know. I just stay out of it. I mean, I'd, by and large, my biggest pet peeve is hypocrisy. I hate when somebody will um, slam other people for doing something that's been done before, but then all of their stuff is literally ripped off from other design- other <laughs> artists. Maybe not from not customizers or whatever, but literal ripoffs from other yeah, I always, Other I always pop find it funny. Avenues. I do find it funny because customizers, most of them, they're making, whether if it's not a wedding pop or a personal pop, they're making a character. And most of Some, the time. Something that exists in the world something already. Something exists in the world, but it's funny if they make it and they posted it up there and then somebody else makes it, they get really mad. Like now, like they it's have okay some for sort them of to rip off an IP yeah. and make something without a license. But now they're mad at you for trying to make the same thing. It's hilarious. I think it's really funny. There's definitely, there's different tiers in customizers, right? I mean, there's the people who splatter paint on them, red paint, and they're the blood splattered. There's the gold painters with the spray paint, the rattle cans, just the horrible ones. Yeah, look, I think it's okay. Look, I, to each their own. I mean, there's, there's, there's I mean, I am really never going to try to sell them still for quite a bit. Well, like the blood yeah. splatter kind. Yeah, but if somebody's going to pay for it, then who am I to say anything? I, I'm, I don't have time to make customs for everybody, so. So, to, each, to each their own. If somebody's willing to pay for it, then good on them. I just, yeah. So in that line of thinking, um, because this is something that goes along the hypocrisy side of it, but what are your thoughts when Funko makes something that you've made? I think it's awesome that Funko got around to getting the license and made something that I've made. I mean, it hasn't happened too, too often with me, I don't think. Just the Panthor? It a few times. Well, there was the there there was the flock panther dorbs ride thing. Oh, by the way, just just so everybody knows, we just like the. One well, of course made. it does, but that's because that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest you know my my thought on this, Christy and I had a conversation yesterday about it because we were in these customizer groups, and one of the things that is probably my biggest pet peeve in the customizer community is when somebody's made something. Let's say office pops, 
Okay. And then Funko makes it. And then they literally post that as if Funko is spying on their page and is mm-hmm. copying them. And I start writing comments all the time, but I know it's not going to go anywhere. Like, no, you copied the show. And then Funko got a and license it's awesome to make that it. You did from a great job, yeah. and they look like the characters from the show. But yes, when Funko goes and gets the license, and then they make the pop, it's going to look very similar to yours <laughs> because they're copying the same source material. <laughs> Right, right like they're, they're making made, they characters made. that exist on a show. That was a very lazy Jim Chase. <laughs> I'm apart from. Well, fine. Funko. Well, fine, but you know, but it's like, like Funko has made official pops after we've or Christina's made a custom of them, but mm-hmm. never in a million years do we think that they've ever copied us. Honestly, because they don't. Even if they did, sometimes they'll have it for months in development, right? Oh, it, it takes take, forever it does for them. Take, it takes them. Customizers don't have to get licenses to make things. Yeah, it takes them minimum like three to six months to get a license, a pop and they get from, it production yeah. and proved and demoed and from made in China. To production, yeah. yeah, they have a longer process because they're actually paying for the rights to make it. Yeah. And guess what? Their source material is the same source material as you. If you're making yep. uh, an office pop. But here, pop. here's the thing. Even if, like, 100% specu- like speculative or whatever, hypothetical, even if I go, because they do know who I am, went to my page and said, hey, that's an awesome design. I'm going to make that. I would take that 100% as a compliment. Because that means I did something well. You won't post that they should hire you, they should give you credit, that no, they should I don't, give you money? <laughs> I'm just joking. That's that's the kind of stuff we see from these other customizers. It's laughable. It's no, hilarious. No, 100% no. Like, let's say they ever get the Nintendo license. I mean, everybody knows that they know I've made them. And I, by the way, full disclosure. That's what their Bowser's going to look like Bowser. I'm still not the only customizer that's made Mario or Luigi. <laughs> well, not that I've made Luigi. but Mario. <laughs> I am not the only one that's ever made Nintendo Pops. I'm not going to claim that that is like I'm the first one or anything. No. No, not at all. No. <laughs> People have been customizing years before I ever started. I'm sure there's like 5,000 links out there. Anyway, if Funko ever gets that license and they make them and it has any sort of resemblance to the ones that I made, I would be proud. But when you also know in the back of your head, it's because the resemblance is similar to the resemblance of the ones you took your... Yes, that is exactly why I would be proud. If it looked like mine, that means I did a good job. That's true. Good point. That's the way you should look at it. I think that's the healthy way and the actual realistic way. Because I don't actually think Funko... uh, I've talked to a lot of Funko artists before and they... You know, and they'll say... They don't have time to go... They don't go looking at that. They go make it. And guess what? You know what material they're working from? The actual source material, the IP, which, by the way, customizers, you're ripping off already. So you're not coming with a unique design. Yes, your if you, Google searches for... Pictures, the videos <laughs> you watch, the episodes that you like, the gym that you wanted. Yeah. It's going to look pretty similar if you're trying... And you know what? Good for you that you made it look like the show. So that's that's the way I look at it. So... Yeah. All right. Um, do you have any uh, other questions, Fernando? No. No? You're good? You ready no. to make a custom? You, you got all the information you need now? We should do a video where we all do... Our own custom. They get judged. <laughs> yeah, we have like Christina, Christina, or or you could bet on the best custom, and you could take the field or Christina, right? And we'll see who wins. <laughs> I got a pretty good idea where I bet. All right, do you have any parting? Uh, I I encourage anybody who has any inclination to make a custom to try. Um, 
I think it's fun. It's uh, it's a great creative outlet. And if you make mistakes, you just learn from them. I mean, it's not it's not a big deal to have a failure. Like I I have definitely had failures and restarted. Unless you're trying to get rich off it. Well, <laughs> good luck. I don't know. I think the only people who get rich off of Funko is Funko. Oh, for sure. You're not going to make enough money. Oh, there, there are customizers that do it as a full-time job. Yeah, and there but, there's a, but, there's a, guess, but, there's but there's a cap. I, I, well, I'm sure. I have too much real-world real stuff going if on. If any too. customizer got big enough where they're actually manufacturing enough to make a really good living, yes, they're going to get a cease and desist because yeah. at that point you're <clears> violating <throat> IP. And I mean, like I said, we got one of those just for boxes, right? Because yeah. and if it's not from Funko, it'll be from. Disney or Star like and that's whatever, happened. Yeah. We we have had I have heard Mar- uh, Nintendo, Yu Gi Oh, right? I mean, there's there's friends of ours that are customizers that when they started making a lot of them, Funko didn't go after them, but they got in trouble because Nintendo saw it, and they're yes. really protective y- over it. If you're making a bunch for sale, um, made some Nintendo pops like Mario and Luigi, and he also made boxes for himself because he's a graphic designer as well. And <clears throat> Nintendo thought and it was Funko making them. He, I think he got a message from Funko because they got yelled at from Nintendo. Right. Because right. Nintendo thought yes. they were, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's crazy when people are watching. It's like Nike, you know, where you do anything like that. Um, like, for instance, like licensing is crazy. Like, if you look at the new Michael Jordan pops, they don't, they're not wearing Air Jordans. Not. They have a Jordan like this license. They don't have the, uh, <clears throat> the, the Air Nike Force license. Ones or Nike yeah. licenses to make the shoes replicas. So it's oh. really sp- finicky thing, right? So that's something customizers can do. But they just got the Michael Jack, the Michael Jordan look from the NBA. Right. Exactly. Fashion. Yes. Exactly. I mean, so details like that are important. So I mean, if you notice, like, there's a certain amount of limit, like for those that do want to make money on it, you need to keep it low key. You can't make fifty of something. You really can't. You, you got to do one at a time. It's, you got to use artistic license has to be under a certain amount. And I'm not an IP lawyer, so I don't know all the details. But but you do have to keep it to where you're basically, you could work an art table at, basically think Artist Alley at a Comic-Con. That's what you can do. Um, and that's really your limitations. Just have fun doing it, you know. it's it's. Uh, I agree, it's been a fun ride. I mean, since we started making customs, it really, we've met a lot of people. Oh, a ton of people. Uh, a ton of people. Um, we have a lot of customers on both sides, whether it be boxes or on customs. Um, they've become really good friends too, and we've yep. made a ton. I think the favorite ones that that you do now that I like the most are the Retro Freddies. The Retro Freddies are fun. They're I fun. do like the Retro Freddies. Are the Tiny Ghosts? And ti- well, Tiny Ghosts. Tiny Ghosts a whole new thing. So Tiny Ghosts do, have a little. Maybe just a Retro Freddy with a U two shirt. Okay. There you go. <laughs> no, done, done. Yeah. Right. With a U two on it. You could do that. Hmm. That'd be an easy one. I'll go write it in Sharpie. Yeah. Right now, I'll like get that DIY proto over there. All right. Well, thank you, Christina, for joining <laughs> us again and letting us into the world of uh, your your customizations, customizers. What what am I working for? Your custom abilities. Customers. Customers. Customize. <laughs> Customers. Thank you very much. That's that's. I think it's fun. I, I think it's a lot of informative. Let us, let us know what you think. Um, if you have any other questions, let me know. I can always answer more. At yeah. CC Customs. Oh yeah. Let me tell you. If you want to see her work. Most of it's on Instagram. I think uh, CC Customs Pop. Yes. Customs Pop or Custom Pop? Customs Pop. With an C-C-C-U-S-T-O-M-S-P-O-P. C C U S T O M S P O P. P O P. P O P. That's a letter. P O P on Instagram. Check it out. Give her a follow. Um, again, you can reach out to her there and ask any questions or if you want to. Facebook. Know, 
or on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. there's a we do have a Facebook page, Season but we don't customers. monitor it as much as we used to. Um, but yeah, check or her out there. PM and me directly. PM directly, or just send us questions to DTF. So, all right, thanks a lot. God bless, guys. Bye.